Thank God. I want, I want to read a scripture in Exodus. And, I, and, and prefacing this tonight, I know, I know that we're all going through crisis in our life right now. The whole nation is going through a crisis. We want to lift up our nation tonight. We'll lift them up tomorrow and uh, pray uh, on that national day of prayer that's been proclaimed. And let's join together in faith in unison as a believer in the body of Christ united together throughout this world and throughout the United States so that God's power can move and, and move supernaturally. But sometimes we feel like we're pressed against a wall. Sometimes we don't feel like we're going anywhere. We've been between a rock and a hard place with nowhere to turn. Or, or maybe you put a lot of time going down a winding avenue of life only to find it's a dead end. See, a lot of times we just run into dead ends and we run into things that's happening in our life. And I want to tell you something. Let me just say, let me just preface this message before we go any further. Life happens. <laughs> life happens. Uh, no one is exempt from life happening in your situation. But life happens. Sickness comes occasionally. The devil slips in and he brings sickness. Life happens. Sometimes you have a struggle financially. Life happens. Sometimes you have a struggle relationship with relationships with others. But life happens. But I'm here to tell you tonight that God is going to bring us through. God's not going to leave us where we are. And here's the account of Moses in Exodus here as we begin to read these scriptures. And uh, I, I just feel like it's encouragement. I was praying this afternoon. I said, Lord, which way do we go? Because we see uh, good things happening in our nation, but at the same time, we still hear bad reports uh, that, it, that there's still some uh, things that's going to be happening in our nation. We just need to lift our nation up, need to lift our area up where you live. Where we live. Lift our area up before the Lord. And let's believe that this thing is going to pass. And God's going to bring us back to a normality in our life again. And the children of Israel were this way. Remember the children of Israel had been in bondage for 400 years. That was a long time. And they were, they were in bondage to the Egyptians. But you know what? God still had his eye upon them. God's eye was continually upon His people. And let me just say this tonight. God hasn't taken His eye off of you. God knows exactly where you are. He knows the turns you're making in life right now. He knows the avenue you're going down. He knows exactly what's facing you, what's tailing you. He knows everything about you right now. God sees us. His eye is upon us. I remember an old stone that Mahalia Jackson used to sing. His eye... I think it was Mahalia Jackson. Maybe it was someone else. <laughs> but, but his eyes up on the sparrow. And he's watching over you. His eyes up on the sparrow. Listen, God sees the sparrow when they fall from the ground. And if God sees that, he sees you tonight. He knows exactly where we are. And, but the children of Israel were in a bad situation. But God said, I haven't taken my eye off of my, they're, they're the apple of my eye. They're always been on my, they've been in my eyesight. They know, I know exactly where they're at. And I'm going to come down and deliver them. I will come down and deliver them. Now listen, I want you to understand. It wasn't Moses that delivered them. Moses was only a tool that God used. 
Moses was a man that yielded himself to God and yielded himself to the power of God so that God could manifest his power through the instruments that God put in Moses' hand. The rod that turned into a serpent. And that serpent ate up all the other serpents. Then he picked it up and became a rod again. Uh, the rod that uh, we're going to get into it in just a minute where it parted the Red Sea and they went across on dry ground. Because God always has a plan. God has a plan. God's not going to leave us in a lurch. You're not in a lurch. We're never, none of us are in a lurch. Our church is not in a lurch. Our county's not in a lurch. Our city's not in a lurch. Our state's not in a lurch. Our nation's, God has His eye upon this nation, upon this area, because of who? The godly. It's the godly. Did you know you are the one that's staving off and holding off the powers of darkness from coming in its fullness right now? It's the church of the living God that's praying and seeking God and doing their part. I'm not saying that things aren't going to get worse in this world. It's going to get worse according to the scriptures. And it's going to get worse before the coming of the Lord. But I want to tell you something. God is going to preserve us and keep us. And God will keep us. And we can know what the enemy's uh, plans are before they ever give them out. Because God is going to show us. But the thing is, God had his eye upon them, upon the children of Israel. Now, they were there because of disobedience. They were there because of rebellion. They were there because they just refused to serve God the way God wanted them to. And so they went into captivity. Listen, it's not God's fault if we get into captivity. The joy of the Lord is your strength. And God's peace is, passes all understanding and it keeps your heart in mind through Christ Jesus. God's power is in our life. But just sometimes we get in our own selfish, self-motivated ways and we lose contact with God in His guidance and His leadership by the Holy Spirit. And we end up in a, a, just a heap of trouble. That's all I can say. But the children of Israel were in a heap of trouble. They were in bondage for 400 years. But God heard their cry. God heard. Listen, the scripture says God heard their cry. <laughs> he heard their cry. And let me tell you something. I, I know some of you have been praying and calling out on God. And, and some of you have even probably made this statement. God doesn't even hear me. It's like heaven's brass. My prayers just bounce back at me. I want to tell you, they're not bouncing back. God hears when his children call upon him, God hears you when you pray. God knows exactly where you are tonight. And so we're looking at this account of Israel. Uh, Moses was a great man, a great leader, and God used him to leave the children of Israel out. After all of these things that hit Egypt, the plagues and all of these things, God preserved Israel. And that final one was the final blow when the firstborn of every household was killed or died in the night. And destroyed as the angel of death came. But God gave instructions to Israel to post the blood, to put the blood on the doorpost of their home. That when the angel passed by, he would pass over because of the blood. And the blood is our protection tonight. When you're under the blood and you live under the blood and the blood of Jesus covers us all. It covers our property. It covers us as individuals. And we can say, thank God for that. But when they did that, that was the last blow. Egypt let them go. But you see, after Egypt let them go, then they thought, well, why did we do that for? And they started coming after Israel with all of their great army and coming against them. And the children of Israel were a few days ahead of them, but they could see the dust of the chariot 
wheels and the horses. And they knew that they were getting close because they had hit a roadblock. Now, I don't know if you've ever hit a roadblock in your life or not, but they hit a roadblock because the Red Sea was in front of them and they could not cross over in the natural. And the Egyptian army was coming up behind them and there's no way they could defeat them in the natural. See, you can't do anything in the natural. I I just want you to understand tonight. You can't do anything in the natural. It's supernatural. God is a supernatural God. When you pray the prayer of faith and God answers, you know what? That's supernatural. That's supernatural. It's not just coincidence. It's not because you said all the these and thous and was holy in your prayer. It's because you had faith and you touched God. And it's no accident. God's with us. God is on your side. If God before you, who can be against you? And so thank God we have the victory that's ours. But the, here they are. They've made this great exodus. And they're free at last. In 400 years, they're finally free at last. But it didn't look like it. It looked like it was short-lived. And here they come against the Red Sea. Now, this is where we want to, uh, we want to come to. They, they were fearful, according to the Bible in Exodus, uh, the 14th chapter. They were fearful. And they were complaining. In fact, they were complaining so hard, Moses got in his tent and was hiding from all of the noise and all of the clamor that was out there. And the Lord said, why are you in here? Why Get out there and just speak my word. Get out and speak my word. So Moses got out there and got his rod. That was a symbol of authority and a symbol of power that God put in his hand. And he took that rod and he told the people. Now, this is literally what he said. But in one translation, it said, forward march. <laughs> forward march. Now, now you know, that, that, was a, that looked like a foolish command. Forward march right into the... I mean, here the Red Sea was bellowing and waves rolling and, and God said, go in and just go forward. And Moses said, God's going to do it. But look what it said. Moses said to the people in verses 13 and 14 of chapter 14, do not be afraid. I, I, want you, I don't know if you've noticed in the Bible when you're reading, a lot of times God always prefaces things with don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Don't, don't be fearful. Don't look at the circumstances. Don't look at the what you don't listen to what you're hearing. Don't look at the situations and try to read into it. Just don't be afraid. And then this next one, stand still. <laughs> That's hard to stand still. Some people can't stand still for two minutes. But we've got to learn how to stand still in the presence of God. Stand still. In other words, not only stand still, but be still. Tell your mind to be still. Uh, Tell your emotions to be still. And stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will accomplish for you today. This is what Moses declared. For the Egyptians whom you see today, you shall see again no more forever. Now, listen. I know we've read this over and over. The Bible, if, you, if you're any Bible, if you've been a Christian for any period of time, I know you've read the Bible several times. Because we can't get enough of the Word of God. And sometimes you read the same scriptures and the same story in the Bible over and over and come up with a new thought or a different perspective on things in your own situation as you read it. But he said, stand still. See the salvation of the Lord, which He will accomplish for you today. God's telling us, stand still. Let God do His business. Let God do His work. Let God do what He knows is best. 
Let God be in charge of this situation. And this, this, is where, this is where we are. We have to let God be in charge. Amen? Now, for the Egyptians, now this is Moses talking, whom you see today, you shall see again no more forever. The Lord will fight for you, and you shall hold your peace. The Lord will fight for you, and you shall hold your peace. Hallelujah. The Lord will fight for you. I can't emphasize that enough. We've got to let God do the fighting. Let God take charge. And this is what God is saying. And uh, uh, you remember the, from the words of the hymn, He set me free. He set me free. He broke the bonds of prison for me. I'm glory bound my Jesus to see. Glory to God. He set me free. God wants to free us from our doubts, fears, imaginations, and all of these things that will bring you down spiritually. God wants to set you free. Now, here's the problem. They encounter a big wall. It's a big problem. And and listen, I'm a faith preacher. I believe in preaching faith. I believe in encouraging people in their walk with God. Uh, The only thing I know to do is preach who God is, what He's done, and what He wants to do. And uh, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And we, I, uh, the only thing I know to do is just encourage people in the Lord. So if I've been accused of being a faith preacher, I'm guilty 100% because I believe our faith is important. Have faith in God, the Bible says. Jesus told the disciples, have faith in God. Have, have the faith of God. Have the God kind of faith. And, and let's see God do something. But the encounter, they encounter a big brick wall. A problem. And sometimes we discover uh, that being saved doesn't insulate or isolate us from the problem of the, of the sin-cursed world. We're in a situation today. We're not downplaying the fact of the coronavirus. It's a real, it's a real disease. It's a deadly disease. Uh, we're, not, we're not downplaying anything. I don't believe our governor and our president or anybody else would, would lie about this. It's, it is a Deadly disease, and it, it is a, a powerful force. But sometimes we're we're not we're not delivered from the problems that we're encountering, but we can be insulated from the problems. And, and I, I want to I want to emphasize that part. We can be insulated from the problem. We can insulate ourselves. Number one, by being covered by the blood of Jesus. The devil can't penetrate the blood. The blood defeated him 2,000 years ago. And we can be covered by the blood of the Lamb. And sometimes we, we'd say, well, I didn't, I didn't want this situation. Well, nobody did. <laughs> nobody expected this to be happening like this. But it is. But you know what? We're coming through. We're going through. Everybody's going through. Because God's on our side. And uh, struggles and difficulties will continue, and oftentimes increase when you get saved. But you'll, you'll have you'll face a new, and for now you have a new enemy coming after you. The, the, listen, the devil will never stop trying to come after you. He'll always bring up something new in your life and try, try to read it. And Pharaoh is a picture of the devil pursuing the losses. See, the devil has lost you when you got born again. I want to say that again. I said the devil lost you when you got born again. You became the possession and property of the Lord Jesus Christ. 
And when you become his possession and property, guess what? You've also got a covenant relationship with your God. And that covenant relationship, the devil cannot violate it. He cannot violate what God says. God's word is truth on our behalf tonight. Now, struggles and difficulties will continue. Pharaoh's a picture. But listen, the Christian life is not lived in straight line. God, God allows detours in our life sometimes. How many ever had detours? You've been on a trip sometime and all of a sudden you're detoured. You have to go off for a little while, a few miles, come back on, then they detour you again. You go, and this is what happens in our walk with the Lord. Sometimes we're walking with God, so happy and so joyful and rejoicing and praising God, and then all of a sudden we have a detour. We've taken a detour recently in the last couple, three months, you know. There's been a detour that's happened. But you know what? We're going to get back on the main road. <laughs> We're going to get back on the main path. As stay with God. God's got the signpost up. He'll direct us. He'll show us which way to go. But God's going to see us through this dilemma and see us through this crisis as we just keep on with the Lord. But, you know, a straight line from Egypt to Canaan would have been about 150 miles northeast and would take less than two weeks to tra- travel. Isn't this amazing? But God takes them southeast the long way around. <laughs> Sometimes God, God God plays tricks on us, you know. We're, it would have taken two days. Here, now then, it's taken them a little longer. Two weeks, I mean, it's taken them a little longer. Exodus 13 and 21, And the Lord went before them by day in a pillar of cloud to lead the way, and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light to go by day and night. And listen, it's the glory cloud that was leading the children of Israel. God is leading His people. God's leading the church of the living God. When I say church, I'm not talking about Faith Assembly Church alone. I'm not talking about First Baptist Church over here alone. I'm not talking about the Assembly of God Church over there alone by themselves. I'm not talking about the Nazarene Church over here. No, the church is born again believers. I don't care what name tag we have. We're part of the body of Christ. And God's bringing, maybe it's, it's going to take this to unify the body. To unify the real believers in the Lord Jesus Christ. It may take something like this to unify us and bring us together as one to do what God's called us to do. But God's leading us. And, and, and He's not going to lead us in a wrong path. And uh, we have a goal, a destination. God has a place for us to go. We're headed there. God's bringing us into the place. And, and so God's delays. Sometimes, listen, what we're in right now is a delay. I, People's businesses have been put on hold. Uh, people's livelihoods have been put on hold. Uh, all of these things have kind of been put on hold. But I want to tell you something. These delays are not denials of God. Just because you got some delay in your life doesn't mean God's denied you of His blessings and what He wants to do in your life. Don't be discouraged. God has you on a detour route. He knows what He's doing. My Lord knows the way through the wilderness, and all I have to do is follow. That's all God wants us to do is just follow Him. Another lesson that we learn is God knows what we can handle. God knows how much we can handle. He won't allow anything to come up on you that you cannot bear. What we're facing in our country right now, God's not going to allow something to come on us that we cannot bear. We can bear it, but we've got to trust Him. Put our confidence in Him. Put our confidence in the Word. Put our confidence in the blood of Jesus. God knows 
what we can handle. And, and so, just as the Egyptian army is sent to pursue them, we've had the devil after us. <laughs> it's called coronavirus. Listen, God, God doesn't, God's not intent is for none of us to be destroyed by this. That's not his intent. The devil's intent is to what? Steal, kill, and to destroy. But Jesus said, I've come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. But here they are now, the backs against the wall. Egyptian army coming up behind them. And here comes the instructions from God. Oh, don't you just, don't you just hate those preachers that get up and try to talk positive when you're in the middle of a trouble, middle of a problem. And they just tell you, just trust God. <laughs> trust the Lord. No. And you know what? You want to just slap them upside the head sometimes. I hope you don't slap me. But anyway, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you what the Word says. But look what the instruction came from God. Fear not. I want to tell you. Fear is your biggest enemy tonight. Fear is the biggest culprit that can distract you and detour you off of the main path that God has you on. Fear. Being afraid. And, you, you know, if you notice in the Word, the, devil, the, the, the angel of the Lord came to Mary and said, Fear not, Mary. Fear not. It's the same thing that Jesus told his disciples in the, in the dark of the night when the storm came up and it was raging. He said, fear not. Fear not. And it's the same thing that angels, angels said to Mary Magdalene when she was baffled at Jesus' body missing from his tomb. Jesus himself, Mary, fear not. <laughs> fear not. Fear is a destroyer. Fear is a destroyer. Faith builds. Faith lifts you. And God's wanting your faith to be lifted tonight to a higher realm and a higher height. And, uh, 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 you know, we just need to do that. Someone said one time, there's 360 times, 66 times the Bible admonishes us not to fear. And if that is true, there's one for every day of the year, including leap year. Uh, if, that, if, if somebody calculated that right, I'm just going to trust them, I guess, on that. But, but you know... <laughs> I, I, I heard this story of a little boy. He had a line to deliver in the church play, but his knees were knocking back and forth. On, and uh, and uh, he, he just had to walk out and say, It is I, be not afraid. That was the only thing he is, that was the only words he had to say. It is I, be not afraid. So he finally got enough nerve. He walked out on the stage and saw the big crowd and said, It's me, and I'm scared. <laughs> well, I know sometimes that's what we all want to do. It's me and I'm scared. God likes honesty too. Be honest. Because that's when God can come in and minister His peace to you and bring you up and lift you up. So, faith is when we see our... Fear is when we cannot see God through our circumstances. God doesn't want us walking in fear tonight. He doesn't want this church walking in fear. He doesn't want any of... I don't want any of our people walking in fear. Listen, fear is a destroyer. But faith is when we see our circumstances, but we see the circumstances through God. And what we're doing, we're seeing this crisis that we're in through God. We look at it through God. Circumstances do not matter to God because we're going to see through Him. He is the answer to every situation. We can be troubled on all sides, but we don't have to be perplexed. You can have trouble all around you, but you don't have to get perplexed. They look left and right. 
front and back. Then there was no way out. <laughs> the children of Israel were up against the wall. They looked, but there's still another direction to look. See, the thing is, you look left, you look right, but listen, look up. Look up. Lift up your eyes. Behold, <laughs> the Lord is with us. And so we need to look up. And I believe God wants our backs against the wall sometimes, so we'll do just that. Sometimes we, sometimes we get in a situation. I believe there's more people praying during this crisis that our nation's in than they've ever prayed before. And there's some people that may be straight further away from God because they're blaming God for everything. But I believe a lot of people are coming back to God. And they're praying, and uh, even though they're up against the wall. See, he gives water to those who are thirsty and not full. He heals the sick and not those who are well. See, God heals the sick. If we're sick, he'll heal us. If you've been attacked, God will take care of you. God will, God will deliver you from the situation. But anyway, fear not. Fear not. And then he said, stand still. Stand still. Now, this is hard to do. Have you ever, some of us are just fidgety. Anybody ever got fidgety? <laughs> you can't stand still. I, I remember as a kid, I was always pretty hyper, pretty hyperactive child. Even though I was very quiet, I was still very hyper. I came home for lunch one day. My school was about two blocks off from the house. And I would always come home for lunch, walk home, and then walk back to school and I never remember coming in one, one, one afternoon at lunchtime and my mother had the lunch fixed and I was just, just, and I would, I guess I was just nervous, jittery, just moving around and, and doing everything. And she said, you're so fidgety. And I had, did not have one iota what that word fidgety meant and it bothered me. In fact, it hurt my feelings. And I went to school. I just went on after lunch, and I walked back to the school. And the first thing I did, we, we still had a couple of minutes before the bell rang, and I asked my teacher, I said, Teacher, could you tell me what this word means? And she said, Well, sure, Clarence, what is it? And she said, I said, Fidgety. He, she said, Oh, that just means you're just kind of hyperactive. You just kind of uh, got a lot of energy, a lot of nervous energy in you, and, and, and things like that. So that means, that means you're fidgety. And I said, Oh, <laughs> well, I knew I was that way, but I didn't know it was fidgety. But anyway, we need to learn to stand still. We don't like to be told to wait. I don't, do you? <laughs> we want to do something. We want to try to help God out or help ourselves out. We, we, we've got a better plan, Lord. I've got a better idea. And today, we got everything. It's now, immediate, and fast. It's fast food. Y'all know what I'm talking about. It seems like that everything is just instantaneous now. I remember when instant potatoes first came out. My daddy refused to eat instant potatoes. And you know what? My mother, she got out and peeled potatoes that night. He was complaining about it. But the next night, he didn't know because he didn't see her. And she, he thought she just peeled the potatoes like she always did. But she used those instant potatoes. You know what? He said, now, I love these real potatoes, Willie Bale. I love these real. And the, <laughs> we was over there just snickering and laughing because we knew what mom had done. She had already, she'd already put those instant potatoes in there. And uh, he wasn't too happy about it. But, you know, he, he liked them after that. So thank God we can learn. Amen? <laughs> but we want to help God out. Instant, immediate, fast. And we don't like to wait. The concept of waiting on God is foreign to a lot of people. 
But look what the Bible says in Psalms 27, verse 14. Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage. He shall strengthen thy heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Wait on the Lord. Wait on the Lord is when we quietly and calmly trust Him until He provides clear direction to us. Waiting. Now, what do you do when you're waiting on the Lord? The word wait literally means to serve. And to, uh, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. So while we're waiting on the Lord, what are we doing? We're serving God. We're worshiping the Lord. We're, we're talking to the Lord. We're worshiping Him, magnifying Him, and praising Him. God inhabits the praises of His people. And as we learn to do that, we can see, I'm waiting on the Lord. Psalm 27 said, wait on the Lord, be of courage. He shall strengthen your, your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. So it's the opposite of being panicky. It's the opposite of being all uh, nervous. It's the opposite of being nervous about not getting the answer. But God answers prayer. God answers prayer. Unless He says yes, we don't like the other answers. (laughs) We want Him to say yes to what we want. But God's got His answers. We take it as a no as well. And uh, so we need to let go and let God take over. What if Moses had not been a good leader? For one thing, if he had taken a vote, they all would have returned back to slavery. If they had taken a vote that day, they would just give up and yielded themselves to the Egyptians and went back and became slaves again to the Egyptians. But aren't you glad that Moses was a leader that learned that God had come down to deliver them? So today, I just want you to understand, whatever happens in this earth right now. It's, things, are, things are happening fast. Things are changing quickly. Uh, we've heard about the coming of the Lord. We have talked about it. We've preached about it. Uh, you've read books on it. And, and it's been on our lips, the coming of the Lord. And I don't know how much persecution the church will see before the coming of the Lord. I don't know. Nobody knows. But we do know one thing. Whatever lies ahead... We're going to go through because God's with us. And God will bring us through. And God will bring us to that point. And God will bring us to that point till one day the trump of God's going to sound. And the dead in Christ are going to rise and we which are alive and remain should be called up to be with the Lord. It's going to happen. And it's going to happen just like God said. But what we got to understand now, right now, is that we got to... We've got a wall in front of us. We've got a, we got a raging sea that we've got to go across. We've got, to, we've got to get through this dilemma that we're in. And the only way we're going to do it is trust Him. Trust God. Stay with God. Don't get ahead of God. Just stay with Him. Let God do what He said. Don't try to do things in your own strength, in your own power, uh, uh, and swim across the Red Sea. You can't swim across this raging sea. You're, you're, we need each other. That's why we have to have each other. That's why we got to encourage one another. And even though we can't come together collectively as often as we want to, but we can still be together through Facebook Live. We can encourage you, pray for you, get on the phone, talk to each other, pray for one another. Let God's uh, words of encouragement come out. And and don't don't try to don't try to cross this Red Sea by yourself. You don't have to. You've got God. You've got the power of the Holy Spirit. You've got the angels of God that are encamped around about you. You've got the body of Christ that we're, we're all connected to. And fear not. Stand still. If we could just emphasize these words. Fear not. Don't be afraid. Stand still. 
Stand still doesn't mean you're just standing there and say, okay, devil, here I... No, but you stand still and you're still in your mind, you're still in your heart, and you've got your heart meditated on the things of God and you can praise the Lord and don't try to do anything that you can't make happen. You can't make it happen anyway, but just trust Him and praise the Lord. God will direct your steps. He'll, he'll direct every step that you take and He'll strip, direct every thought in your heart. But stand still and we shall see the salvation of the Lord, the deliverance of God. And man's extremities are God's opportunities. I've heard that saying and I've wrote it down and I use it often, but man's extremities are God's opportunities. When we're in such an extreme situation, God's got a great opportunity to manifest His power for us. And when God moves, when we obey, it's clear who deserves the glory. (laughs) God is going to get glory out of it all. God is going to prove himself to every one of us. And we're going to go through in the name of Jesus. We're going to come forward in victory. And tonight, uh, some of you may have... You know, you may not have the virus, and thank God you don't. We don't want anybody to get it in our church or in our community. We, we're, we're believing God to just get this thing killed out, destroyed, so that we can go forward in the name of the Lord. But what, I'm, what, what we need to understand is God's with us. God's with us. And that Red Sea, this Red Sea that's standing in front of us, it's not going to defeat us. You don't need to be defeated by anything. Don't, don't, I'm not even talking about the virus. I'm talking about anything the devil throws your way. Don't let it bring you down. Don't let it defeat you. Victory's ours in the name of Jesus. Victory's ours. I, I want to just pray with you tonight. And I, if, if you're able to just put your hand on the phone or the, or the computer or whatever, I, I, I want to pray with you right now that God's going to calm you. And let his peace minister to your heart. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just rebuke fear. We just rebuke that fear that would torment the hearts of your people. We rebuke that fear in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. That name that's above every name. That name that's above fear. God, we put our faith in that name. It's faith in that name. That's what Peter said. Do you think it's, it's, it's our faith in the name of Jesus that's made this man well? And Father, we put our faith in Jesus Christ, in that name of Jesus. And thank you that victory's ours. Victory's ours. And we just give you praise. Lord, let your peace minister to every heart. Hearts that are troubled. Hearts that are fearful. God, let's let your peace just settle like a blanket over their spirit right now. And let the joy of the Lord be their strength. And Father, we just give you praise. And we just give you glory. And we give you honor for it. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, we just praise you, Lord, that your word is truth. Oh, thank you, Lord. Oh, yes. God's with us. God's with us. Praise the Lord. Oh, surely. The presence of the Lord is in this place. I can feel His mighty power and His grace. I can hear the brush of angels' wings 
I see glory on each face. Surely the presence of the Lord is in this place. One more time. Surely the presence of the Lord is in this place. I can feel His mighty power and His grace. I can hear the brush of angels' wings. I see glory on each face. Surely the presence of the Lord is in this place. So reach out and touch the Lord as He goes by. You will find He's not too busy to hear your heart's cry. He's passing by this moment your need to supply. So reach out and touch the Lord as He Father, we declare your peace. We declare your joy in the hearts of your people tonight. Don't let them see the raging waters, but let them hear the Word of God that says you're our victor. You've already made the way. Father, we just thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Bring us back, Lord, Sunday morning at 10.15.